there is no race as brutal and simultaneously mired in honor and tradition as Minotaurs. Welcome to another Dragonlance Saga episode. My name is Adam, and today we're going to talk about the Minotaur Circus, otherwise known as the Bloody Path. I'd like to take a moment and thank the members of this channel, and invite you to consider becoming a member by visiting the link in the description below. You can even pick up Dragonlance gaming materials using my affiliate links. I'm referencing the history of Dragonlands, being the notes, journals, and memorabilia of Kryn for this information. If I leave anything out or misspeak, please leave a comment below. An aspect of world-building that is often borrowed from our real world are government systems. It seems monarchies or dictatorships are the most prevalent in fantasy worlds, certainly in Dragonlance. But from time to time, you find something new and fresh. That is what I found in the Minotaur Circus. It's a system that is so ingrained into the culture that one's family status, personal achievement, and sense of honor are entirely wrapped up within it. I honestly can't say how effective it is at choosing an appropriate leader, for might is right is often a misconstrued phrase used by the juvenile. To encapsulate an entire race within the concept seems to be the very definition of evil feeding upon itself. Detractors would suggest that simply being the strongest does not equate to the most capable of leadership or command, and if it were simply a king-of-the-hill all-out brawl, I would tend to agree. But if we look at monarchies based in hereditary titles, well, we often find ineptitude, even weak and insane leadership. Even in an electoral system, we find the cream rarely, if ever, rises to the top, as the path to it is mired in scheming and backdoor dealings. This also doesn't make an effective form of governance. So who knows, maybe the Minotaurs have something here. The circus is not filled with clowns, acrobats, and enslaved animals. It is a battlefield where every single member of the society is trained. The youth are instructed on the importance of competition and honor. Regardless of your gender, you are instructed in the tools of war, and by adolescence, every Minotaur is nearly a seasoned warrior. They have tested themselves in foot races, horseback races, and sailing races. They've faced off in unarmed and armed combat. They are instructed in military strategy and bear their scars proudly. Naturally, the level of violence is metered. No one is expected to murder one another as they're training for their futures, not reenacting Lord of the Flies. But this is just the beginning. Is it any surprise that a race that was enslaved for the majority of its existence would focus on martial training to ensure its liberty? Every Minotaur is required to enter a series of basic competitions within reaching two years of adolescence. This is similar to their former training, only with an increased intensity of about a hundredfold. It becomes a clan versus clan competition, and the clans focus on bringing up their best to one day challenge the Emperor, though in truth, very few ever do. These youth train and compete in eight lesser circuses. These are smaller arenas located on the outer edges of the four quarters of the capital cities forming a circle. Though they are small in size, they still hold hundreds of spectators. The circle itself is representative of the eight members of the Supreme Circle who govern the kingdoms of Mithas and Kothas in the name of the Emperor. 
These competitions do not just center around strength, but also in dexterity and intelligence. After all, a well-rounded warrior is worth more than a dumb brute. This is also where individual ability begins to take shape. For as you discover your particular talents and weaknesses, you begin to focus on developing those talents and not as much in the areas in which you are the weakest. In nine days, you compete in nine contests. At the end, the individual may choose to re-enter normal life, of which there is honor in every trade. However, even those who are not training to one day face off against the Emperor continue to pursue their military training as a perpetual aspect of Minotaur life. Some Minotaurs will return to the circus from time to time to showcase their skill, and thereby raise in rank and status in their professions. The circus is a place to resolve personal duels and legal issues, but for some, regular life is simply not enough. For these minotaurs, their clans support them in their training, and after completing their basic tournament, they may apply for the first challenge. This is a ritual combat that marks the applicant as desiring rank. First challenge is a one-on-one -on -one battle to draw first blood or bring down their opponent, depending on whether they choose armed or unarmed combat. Again, death is not the desired outcome, though one can imagine lasting injury and even death does occur. Death in the arena is honorable. A lifelong injury, not so much. Each of the eight circuses maintain their own rankings, and after the first victory, Minotaurs may challenge increasingly successful adversaries. It is important to note that while anyone from the eight circuses may challenge other circus champions, they must remain in their own kingdom. However, unofficial challenges are not discouraged. This is meant to foment rivalry between Mithas and Kothas. Each circus has a grand champion who may accept challenges, but they must be made at the beginning of each month and answered midway through the month. Challenges can only be made to those present and up to three may be answered in a given month. Imagine the strain to their bodies. UFC fighters only fight a few times a year. When a grand champion and their circus believes that they're worthy of challenging the emperor, they still must face the Great Circus. There is only one Great Circus, and it is located in Nethosac, the imperial city of Mithas. The Great Circus is where only the most prestigious of battles and challenges are met. Challenges between grand champions are met in the Great Circus. This is a high-profile battle with representatives of the emperor present. They have to know their potential rivals, after all. There is no time limit, and the beginning of each is signaled with the ringing of a gong. After 15 victories in this fashion, the Minotaur is now known as the Supreme Champion and has the right to challenge the Emperor. But again, very few ever do. If a challenge is made, the Emperor answers almost immediately or risks being seen as a coward. This combat is an event of the greatest magnitude and happens up to four times a year. If spectators can't get a seat, they sit outside the circus. Bets are often made on the outcome. It is a scene of celebration and indulgence. Challenges to the Emperor rarely end without a death. Again, no one wants a former challenger alive. Combat is slightly different. They face off on a raised platform ten feet in the air in the center of the Great Circus. The platform is ten yards squared and is slowly rotated by dozens of arena workers. They are armed with a single weapon of choice and a small metal shield bearing the clan's emblem. Combat generally lasts an hour and is the height of intensity. In the end, the Emperor, 
remaining or new, is honored in a feast where the state priesthood and supreme circle affirm their rulership. Property of the deceased now belongs to the emperor, and this is all done to ensure the kingdoms are ruled by the most skilled, so one day the Minotaur race can conquer all of Kryn, as they believe was foretold. But that is all I have to say about the Minotaur Circus. Do you think the circus is an effective method of governance? Should a culture be wrapped up so tightly with violence? And finally, will Anselon ever be ruled by the Minotaur race? Leave a comment below. I'd like to take a moment and remind you to subscribe to this YouTube channel, ring the bell to get notified about upcoming videos, and click the like button. This all goes to help other Dragonlance fans learn about this channel and its content. Thank you for watching. This has been Adam with Dragonlance Saga, and until next time, remember, you young folk also need strength, and perhaps privacy.